for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome you to Living Life. Let me ask you, what would life be like if God was not ruling and reigning? Or what would it be like if our leaders did not turn to God as the King of Kings? Well, we get a picture of what it would look like when we turn to the book of Judges, because here we see that Israel had no king. And they weren't really looking at God. They were involved in a lot of sin. And so what we're told is what it looks like is everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Well, that's not a good way to live life. And so as we look today at the scripture that's going to be read for us, we're going to hear about a man named Micah. And Micah, he had a priest. And he had all this paraphernalia of like idols and household gods. And they were involved in the worship of things that they shouldn't be bowing down to. They should be loving the Lord their God with all their heart and soul and mind and strength. But when they don't do that, they're certainly not going to love those around them. So Micah gives us an example of what it looks like to not live in the kingdom of God that's among us. Well, let's have ears to hear as the scriptures are going to be read for us at this time. Judges chapter 18, verses 14 through 31. Then the five men who had spied out the land of Laish said to their fellow Danites, Do you know that one of these houses has an ephod, some household gods, and an image overlaid with silver? Now you know what to do. So they turned in there and went to the house of the young Levite at Micah's place and greeted him. The six hundred Danites armed for battle stood at the entrance of the gate. The five men who had spied out the land went inside and took the idol, the ephod, and the household gods, while the priest and the six hundred armed men stood at the entrance of the gate. When the five men went into Micah's house and took the idol, the ephod, and the household gods, the priest said to them, What are you doing? They answered him, Be quiet, don't say a word. Come with us and be our father and priest. Isn't it better that you serve a tribe and clan in Israel as priest rather than just one man's household? The priest was very pleased. He took the ephod, the household gods, and the idol and went along with the people. Putting their little children, their livestock, and their possessions in front of them, they turned away and left. When they had gone some distance from Micah's house, the men who lived near Micah were called together and overtook the Danites. As they shouted after them, the Danites turned and said to Micah, What's the matter with you that you called out your men to fight? He replied, You took the gods I made and my priest and went away. What else do I have? 
How can you ask what's the matter with you? The Danites answered, Don't argue with us, or some of the men may get angry and attack you, and you and your family will lose your lives. So the Danites went their way, and Micah, seeing that they were too strong for him, turned around and went back home. Then they took what Micah had made and his priest, and went on to Laish against a people at peace and secure. They attacked them with the sword and burned down their city. There was no one to rescue them because they lived a long way from Sidon and had no relationship with anyone else. The city was in a valley near Beth Rahab. The Danites rebuilt the city and settled there. They named it Dan after their ancestor Dan, who was born to Israel, though the city used to be called Laish. There the Danites set up for themselves the idol, and Jonathan, son of Gershom, the son of Moses, and his sons were priests for the tribe of Dan until the time of the captivity of the land. They continued to use the idol Micah had made. All the time the house of God was in Shiloh. Well, in order to break commandment number two, they had to break commandment number eight. These are these spies and the Danites. I mean, they were into idolatry. And of course, commandment number two says that you're not to make any idols. You're not to bow down to them. You're not to worship them. But in order to have these idols and these household gods that Micah had, they had to steal. So they were had to commit commandment number eight, like thou shalt not steal. Now, there was a time when I was pastoring in East Los Angeles, and there was a gentleman teaching some young kids in the neighborhood about the Ten Commandments. And when I walked into the room, what I heard him say is, you know, like those commandments, a murder, commit adultery, steal, covet, and you know, things like that. And I'm like, well, wait, you mean thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, and certainly thou shalt not steal. Because, you know, there's three ways that we can obtain something. One, it can be given to it, given to us as a gift. And then also we can work for it. But another way is to steal it. And, you know, I've actually been seeing that at the church where I'm at, we have a parking lot. And in recent times, we've had thieves. They've come in and they steal things from cars. And we've actually been able to see it on video. And it takes just seconds. They have some kind of device that shatters the window. They reach in, they grab what they want, and they leave. And then another time, they stole the catalytic converter, something from underneath the car. It has to do with like it's it, the valuable materials that are in that uh, piece of equipment. Well, nevertheless, stealing is not right, but nor is uh, having idols and worshiping them. Well, in our text, we see that the people here, these spies, they come into this house and they steal this man's idols and his household gods. And then 
What's interesting also is that the priest that was this like a private priest, he is now going to be tempted because we read like in verse 19 that they tell the priest, be quiet, right? Don't say a word. These are the ones that are stealing the items. And they say, come with us and be our father and priest. And then here's the key. Isn't it better that you serve a tribe and clan in Israel as priest rather than just one man's household? It's like they're saying, don't you want to have a bigger influence? Don't you want to have more ministry? Well, what I find interesting is that temptation is on pastors today. I mean, there's that great temptation to compromise just so that you can have a bigger crowd or a bigger ministry, more influence. And I find it interesting how pastors so often feel like they're called to a bigger church. I don't really hear pastors say, oh, I feel called to this smaller church. There is a temptation, and we see that it happened right here in our text today. Because in verse 20, it says this, the priest was very pleased. He liked that idea. And so he went with the people who stole these items. But of course, Micah, who had all this stolen from him, he didn't like that. And so he went after the people. But he realized that he couldn't overcome them. And so he returned back home. And then in verse 28, the story picks up where it says, there was no one to rescue them. And the them are these people who lived in a northern city and the Danites had gone in and captured that city. But the people thought that they were secure. They thought like, because we're just out in the middle of kind of nowhere, we're on our own, we're okay. We don't need anyone. And they were unprotected. I think that in our day and age, we can see people who might have that same kind of thought that they don't need to be with others. In fact, they don't even need God. They can just do what is right in their own eyes. But in doing so, they become vulnerable. And one group that I think about are people that, like if you were to ask them, well, what, what religion or what faith do you have? And if there was a box to check, they would check the box saying, none. And they think like, that's good. That's okay that they're free, but really they're in bondage and they are not going to be able to live life. Well, let's not check the box, none. Let's stand up firmly and say, we trust the Lord and let's do so to God's glory and our joy. So as we close our Living Life devotional today, we see clearly that the Danites, they settle in this place called Laish, which then they uh, rename it Dan. And in that place, we see that in verse 30, it says, the Danites set up for themselves the idol. 
This was the idol that they had taken from Micah's house. And there is a priest that we discover is the grandson of Moses. And so this one should have known that we don't make God. God created us. And we're not to be involved in idol worship. And our text actually ends with the words, all the time, the house of God was in Shiloh. And this was a place where there was true worship going on, not of idols, but of the one true living God. And it's a place where the Ten Commandments were upheld. And it was also a place where they truly wanted the aim of all that they did was the fame of God's name, not their own. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we do want to pray not just for ourselves, but for our kids, our grandkids, even great-grandchildren. For Father, we want to see faithfulness. We want to see steadfastness. We want to see our loved ones growing in the faith seeing progress and joy in the faith, and really having a true love for you and one another. So Father, on behalf of our loved ones, we lift them up to you and ask that you will guard and watch over them. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. Singing in closer,